You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Couple seconds late getting going today, but we're okay. Kind of flying by the like new when you see news happen at like two fifty five, you know you got to do a quick little thing on it. You just gotta sometimes make it work, and we did that. Um, <laughs> everybody, this is the South Side Beat uh, at three o'clock in about twenty five seconds, eh, about forty seconds. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. Today's Friday, January nineteenth, two thousand twenty four. Division weekend is here. And I love the divisional round, Chris. There are four banger football games on this weekend, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. to get going on it. I think today's a good day. Obviously, <laughs> the Steelers are out. Obviously, big stuff from Mike Tomlin's press conference yesterday. But I think it's a good time for us to take a look at the rest of the NFL and really <laughs> what else is there because, let's face it, in one year from now, if the Steelers are going to amount to anything in the postseason – these are the teams they're going to have to contend with in, in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, something to learn, you know, obviously, you know, Tomlin hit on this, you know, quite a bit in his press conference, you know, talking about how, you know, you want to be further along in the tournament as the road narrows is the way that he put it. And, um, you know, when you watch these other teams play, I think there are some ways, some, there are some ways that these other teams are, you know, significantly ahead of where the Steelers are. And then I think there are some instances where you can really point to each one of these teams and say, yeah, listen, like they're just a couple of mistakes away from not being there either. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whether that be a game that they lost in the regular season or a game that they barely won that they should have lost. And then that changes record, that changes seating, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, I don't think the gap is is uh, <laughs> Barber. Yeah, Chris, this is the first time you you haven't worn a hat in a long time. I got this. the I got the beard trimmed up today. I got the I say trimmed up like he it's went not, to the barber this morning. That's why um, he's uh, showing yeah. it off. Hey, yeah, I so, see it. I see it. Um, yeah, but uh, um, I don't think the gap is as wide as some people may think. You know, some pessimists may think, and that's fine. Uh, I'm typically more optimistic, but at the same time, no, the dog did not eat my hat. <laughs> um, 
I've got a lot of hats, so no, no. And the dog did not eat any of them. He's the only one napping on the couch right now. It's not Um, the only one in the bunch. But uh, I do think that this is um, this is a. I think this is a Steelers team with another strong offseason on the right type of hire um, at offensive coordinator um, can at least make the leap and get into this round of the playoffs, whether that be as a first round buy, obviously that'd be f- phenomenal. But even if not, you know, at least to get a win on wildcard weekend. Ed brings up a quality quarterback hides a lot of deficiencies on both sides of the ball. Uh, yes, it does. A, a, a star quarterback, one that's in the top five to arguable, what, seven in this league. It hides stuff, but it also gives the, your team a be, the best chance to win. Mike Tomlin said it. it's a quarterback-driven league, and it's true now more than it ever has been. Yep. And just look at the four quarterbacks left in the AFC. Lamar Jackson, I know the Steelers have good history about him, but should be the MVP of the league this year. Yep. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who just torched the Steelers, Patrick Mahomes, and C.J. Stroud, who is odds-on favorite for rookie of the year. So you have the presumptive NFL MVP and the presumptive rookie of the year playing for a spot in the AFC championship game. They're facing each other this weekend. And then, of course, Allen versus Mahomes on the other side. And then the NFC, it's a little bit different. Of course, Purdy, uh, Mayfield, Goff. Like, the NFC is a little bit weird when it comes to all that. And love, of course. It's a little bit weird when it comes to that. It's kind of a nice little paradox, uh, you know, facing the AFC quarterbacks against the NFC quarterbacks. I mean, think of it this way. One of Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, you know, one of those guys could start a Super Bowl this year. And it's it Brock Purdy. And it's not that far off to sit here and say, well, you know, look at the roster constructions for those teams. And then look at the roster constructions for the AFC teams. And of course, the AFC, where the Steelers have to go through to get yeah. anywhere, mm-hmm. is very dominant with quarterbacks. And that's not even getting into the Joe Burrows of the world and other guys in that conference that are obviously really strong. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I saw somebody make a comment about, you know, how, you know, if you have a star quarterback, you know, that's obviously not on a rookie contract. It eats up a lot of your salary cap. Well, that's still a problem that you want to have to navigate. Mm -hmm. You would rather have a guy who's going to give you a chance to win literally every single year than have kind of a situation. The Steelers are in right now, you know, where they have a guy in a rookie deal who very well could turn into a good enough quarterback to be on a Super Bowl contending team. Um, but you don't know that yet. You don't have a definitive answer. Uh, and he's really given nothing in his first two seasons that's made you go, yeah, he's definitely the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Mitch Trubisky probably won't even have a roster spot. So it's like, okay, well, what do you do now? Do you resign Mason Rudolph? Do you go and try to, you know, acquire you know, a Kirk Cousins or a Justin Fields or a Russell Wilson or or any one of those type of guys who um, has experience, you know, who has had success at some level at the NFL, you know, at, at, in this league. Um, you know, there's a different there's different ways that you can go about this, but either way, your quarterback play has to be at a certain level if you have any hopes of truly contending. Again, that that is something that has dominated this game over the course of the, of its history, at least during the Super Bowl era. Name me five teams that won a Super Bowl with a average to wor- or or worse quarterback. The two yeah. I could the two I could think of off the top of my head are Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson, and those two teams had 
historic defenses. Mm-hmm. Historic. Yeah, you, could you make the case for Flacco when the Ravens beat the Niners? Could you, you make could. The case for he's kind of a, he's kind of when you talk about like worst Super Bowl, like worst quarterbacks, not in terms of single game performances, because we know actually that's Ben Roethlisberger probably in in Super Bowl forty, but Nick Foles is another one. Foles, but yeah, like but but again, the odds the odds dramatically increase when you have a, a surefire quarterback when you have a star quarterback in this and that's what it is is like okay you can probably name you know five quarterbacks six quarterbacks maybe even like you can go through but we're coming up on super bowl 58 the vast majority of the super bowls one have been predominantly because they're that that winning team had a very good quarterback whether it be somebody who was in the who finished in the hall of very good or somebody who ended up or will end up in the hall of fame yeah yeah, Hostetler with the Giants. I mean, again, there, yeah. there's going to be guys. The, but again, if you're playing percentages, which in sports, that's one of the safest ways to go, or at least should be your floor. And and, and it especially changes nowadays. Um, if uh, just because it is such a quarterback driven league. Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring up a point here from Richard. Richard says it's pretty definitive that Kenny is not going to improve. I actually took a, a crack at that. I think today. If you want DKPittsburghSports.com, Mike Tomlin said it Thursday. This is a huge year for Kenny. And he said it like that. It's a huge year for Kenny. And of course, with the way that the things kind of unfolded this season with Mason Rudolph playing very well in three games to close the season, getting that to the postseason and whatnot, the, the, the eyes are on Kenny. And Mike Tomlin Ooh. said he met with Kenny and they acknowledged that this is a big year for him and and translation this is it for him if he doesn't cut mustard this year you're looking at a changing of the guard as far as who the Steelers quarterback of the future is now he's going to get a shot I think we can pretty much sit here and declare that right now he's Mm going to get a shot and and obviously whether Mason Rudolph re-signs or not is going to dictate a lot because Mason still could leave it's it's not written in the stars that he's coming back although it's it's seeming it's seemingly more likely than not that he does. If mm-hmm. not at 50-50, I would put it like a 55-45, honestly, that he comes back. That's about where I'm at right now because why wouldn't he test free agency? Why wouldn't he go see what else is out there? Yeah. But I think that Mike Tomlin's comments on Kenny Pickett were really, really telling. But at the same time, can Kenny Pickett get to that level of Allen, Mahomes, uh, Jackson, and Stroud in the AFC with a new coordinator, Richard, the reason why I'm countering this point is because I've said it all along. I'm staying consistent in this, and I'm not letting three good games for Mason Rudolph change this for me. I need to see what Kenny looks like with a new coordinator, one that is interested mm-hmm. in running an NFL offense that benefits quarterbacks. Yeah, um, Monagahale Mike makes a comment here that I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I agree with here. Uh, at least not in, in a vacuum, or at least as a as a. Broad, he says the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback is an O line. I don't think I agree with that. Uh, maybe in certain instances, but um, there are there have been plenty of quarterbacks that have been truly great that have played behind crappy offensive lines. I mean, shoot, Ben Roethlisberger did it in, in his first few. Like I think of that 08 team that won the Super Bowl. That was a terrible offensive line. Um, you know, outside of a couple of guys who were pretty solid. Um, it was not a good offensive line. I mean, it was absolutely the weakest part of the team. Um, 
and he was still great, um, especially in, in, in games where it truly mattered. Um, yeah, Logan, Logan says, uh, you know, makes a good point here. Joe Burrow had a terrible offensive line in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's had a bad offensive line for, uh, um, you know, he's uh, had a bad offensive line for yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, um, yeah, and I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Now, obviously, a great, you know, a good offensive line obviously helps with that for sure. It helps mm-hmm. anybody. It helps a great running back. It helps it helps everything. Winning in the trenches is the best way to try to win on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a given. That's something that will never change throughout the course of uh, of the of the as as this game continues to evolve. That's something that will never change. Uh, you have to be able to win in the trenches, but um, you, you actually, you have to, and Hodge makes a good point there. A great quarterback actually helps the offensive line. Uh, and that's one of the things that was actually a big, you know, people want to talk about, you know, Kenny's issues in the pocket. That was actually a big thing with Ben whenever he was a young quarterback was his, uh, he, one, of the, one of the main reasons he gets sacked so much is because the offensive line had a hard time protecting him because he was all over the place. Not because he was like Mr. Happy Feet or anything like that, but because he tried to make every single play. He was never of that live to fight another down. He wanted to just make every single play possible, and that's just not possible at this level. And he learned that over time, and the great things that he was able to do obviously put him over the top and made him a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Elijah with the $2 contribution, appreciate it uh, very much. He says, we got to replace Dan Moore and Mason Cole. Uh, listen, the offensive line is going to be something that they're going to, they're going to address. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I like the fact that Mike Tomlin said that, you know, he's not married to the idea of Broderick Jones being stuck at right tackle, you know, talked about the possibility of him moving over to left, but that they haven't made that decision on where he's going to play. Uh, that opens the door for the possibility that Dan Moore might not have his job solidified. Yep. Um, and then Mason Cole, if they move on from him, you know, it's going to have to take, you know, cutting him and then they will have to figure out what to do, whether that's in the draft or, uh, um, you know, acquiring or uh, signing one of free agency or acquiring one via trade. Four players were put on notice at Mike Tomlin's press conference. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, for obvious reasons we're yep. talking about. Um, Dan Moore, for that reason, along with Broderick Jones, Presley Harvin, mm-hmm. and DeMarvin Leal. Those four players were put on notice by Mike Tomlin in that in that press conference on Thursday, saying at least for Leal and Harvin, they weren't good enough this year. Leal, in his case, to not get a hat in some weeks, and, and he's regressed. And Harvin, for uh, just watch him punt, he hasn't been a great punter. And they love him yeah. as a holder, and they love him on the field goal unit. That's fine, but like Harvin hasn't been a good punter. Those four players specifically were yeah. put on notice, not directly, but, right. you know, indirectly, at least for Dan Moore mm-hmm. um, from Mike Tomlin. Richard says, I heard your point many times. Magically, Kenny's going to find his way to a new offensive coordinator. You you either have it or you don't. I think Kenny's shown in some cases that he can have it. I think we saw at the end of 2022 that he can have it. Look at that Ravens game. Like, he's shown in moments. And by the way, in the first game that he had without Matt Canada this year, the Bengals game, Mm-hmm. He played really well. So, and then he got hurt the next week against Arizona. So, like, I think there's, I think there's a valid case to be made to say that I want to see Kenny under a different coordinator and see how he develops and see if whenever that coordinator is, Kubiak, whoever it is, right, um, Bevel, whoever it is, can get the best out of Kenny Pickett, and that's one of the criteria that Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, 
and Art Rooney, the people that are making the decision on this, mm-hmm. they have to figure that out in some way, shape, or form. They, Mike Tomlin said it as much on Thursday. The competition's open. That's going to include Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So that coordinator coming in, Kenny Pickett's going to be in that conversation with that coordinator during the interview. Yeah. And whether the conversation is toned towards what do you view Kenny as? Can you get the best out of this guy? Can you can you turn this guy into something? That has to be addressed in some way, shape, or form because you have Kenny Pickett for two more years under contract and then for a bonus potential third one with the rookie deal. Yeah, uh, we we know that we knew that Kenny was going to be part of the part of the conversation at you know, and Mike Tomlin's words definitely uh, put him in uh, you know pretty high you know enough to to make you kind of think maybe the Steelers don't get a big name you know in free agency or via trade you know and if they do get a, a quarterback they are hoping for you know Mason Rudolph they're hoping for you know and if if they can't sign Mason Rudolph then it's a guy who probably profiles more as a really good backup more than a he could definitely push to be a to be a or to be a, like I'm seeing like some things people some people being like maybe Baker Mayfield's a good a good guy to sign be like I'm sorry but if you sign Baker Mayfield he's probably the star he's a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett right now like mm-hmm. that's not a question um it's just yeah to me you don't sign Baker Mayfield to be a guy who could possibly lose a quarterback competition with Kenny Pickett. He's probably going to win that competition if we're to, if we're being as objective as possible because he's a better quarterback. And so that, that that that's what that's what kind of makes me curious of okay, how does this situation evolve over time? And again, the next thing I want to wait to see is okay, who's the offensive coordinator? Who do they hire? You know, before and this is this is why like we have a long way to go mm-hmm. before we really know like how that quarterback room is going to look. But not only by the time training camp starts, but by the time OTAs come around or minicamp comes around, like we got a ways to go. We still have the offensive hiring court, you know, the, the hiring the offensive coordinator. Um, you have, you know, the what what Art Rooney will tell the media here in a couple of weeks when he meets with the media. Um, everything else that's got to happen, you know, and then obviously free agency starts the draft. There's a lot of stuff that, that has to happen before yeah. we, we know that. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Long road ahead, long road ahead. But I think it's a good time to talk about these these division games. And again, we're kind of relating where the Steelers are at with respect to the AFC, and 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 just with the quarterback conversation. If mm-hmm. if the Steelers are going to go into free agency, if they're going to go to the draft, if they're going to go out of house for a new guy for twenty twenty four, and and that at that stage even would still be they're going to compete with Kenny Pickett, or Kenny Pickett's going to compete with them. So. If you're if the Steelers are definitively going to go out of the out of house for a quarterback, let's say just for the free agent conversation, it's it's Fields or Cousins or one of those guys. Are you going to? They have to sit there and definitively say Kirk Cousins gives us a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Kenny Pickett does, or Justin Fields gives us a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Kenny Pickett does, yeah. or Player X has to give us the better chance to win a Super Bowl than Kenny Pickett does. That's what this is all about. And by the way, all of that can't happen until they hire the coordinator. 
So, like, there's too many layers to this thing to immediately jump to say so-and-so is going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers in 2024. Mike Tomlin said he believes that the, the Mike Tomlin said the starting quarterback for 2024 is on the current roster right now. And that's Mason Rudolph for Kenny Pickett. He answered that question with a definitive yes and nothing else. No added context. Is the is the quarterback, the starting quarterback for 24 on the roster right now? Yes. That, that's how that interaction went. So that leads me to believe that it's going to be Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. And those two, as long as Rudolph signs, and that yes can change provided Rudolph doesn't re-sign. Like Mason Rudolph holds that key. Mason Rudolph holds that entire crystal ball, so to speak, in his mm -hmm. hands. If he doesn't re-sign in Pittsburgh, and let's make this abundantly clear, if he doesn't, we could say that at this stage, then it's got to be Kenny Pickett along with a veteran, along with potentially a rookie. I mean, that's what you're going to look at because yeah. if, if Mitch Trubisky's here in 2024, I'm shocked. Yeah, no, especially for the cat for his cap hit, uh, which, well, by the way, a really quick note before I want to get to something that, that Joseph said here that uh, um, I kind of want to point out. But, you know, a lot of people are kind of freaking out on, on like cap space and things like that. You know, when you look at over the cap dot com right now, the Steelers are uh, seven point four million over the cap right now Yeah, when it comes to how the cap looks for next season. Just I made a little note here. Making four very realistic cuts. Four. Allen Robinson, Chooks, Pat P Patrick Peterson, and Mitch Trubisky. Four very realistic cuts. Not saying that P Peterson can't come back, but again, when you're looking at production for what he costs, I think it's a realistic cap casualty. F cutting those four guys automatically gives the Steelers $21.1 in cap space. A lot of money. That's not even talking about restructures. That's not talking about giving Cam Hayward possibly some sort of extension to lower his cap hit. There's number uh, Omar. Nobody like almost nobody in football is better at the cap managing the cap than Omar Khan. So anybody who wants to like is who is concerned about the cap, just know that there's just an example of how to create twenty million dollars in cap space by doing four very realistic cuts. Um, Joseph here says. Um, um, by the way, restructures, anybody just really quick before I get to that, because I saw somebody say something about restructures. If you have one year on your deal, you can't restructure it. Mm -hmm. When you restructure your contract, you're taking an X amount of money and you're turning it into signing bonus and, and splitting that up between remaining years on the contract. If you're going into the final year of your contract, there's nowhere to defer that money. So you yep. can't restructure that contract. What you would have to do, for example, what the what it is with Cam Hayward, he's going into his final season and he's got twenty two million. He's got a twenty two million dollar cap hit. There's nowhere to put that money. So if you lower that cap hit, the most obvious way to do it is to sign his sign him to some sort of extension, and then you can spread that money out. Right. So restructure for a guy going to the last year of his deal is not is not a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it would basically be it would basically just be adding another block to put that money in. Yeah, and you would and you could parse that money out however you want. For for people who are like, oh, the NFL salary cap is a, is a myth. It's actually not. No, that it's money, a very strong. That money group. will that money will always be accounted for. It will mm -hmm. always be accounted for. The main thing that people like don't understand, especially if you like cover baseball in any or, or follow baseball in any kind of way, is that you'll hear the size of the contract and think, wow, how can they afford that? And then when you look at the amount of that money that's actually guaranteed, and then you can look at, okay, the way it can be restructured a year or two down the road, or the way that it's just, it. trust me, like 
the guaranteed money makes it much, much more manageable. And then when you talk about how contracts can be restructured, it's, uh, it's easier than people think, but it's also harder than people think. It's, it, it's, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked about dead money. I believe the dead money is not that much. Um, I believe it's only like 300 K for the Steelers. I, I think it's only like 300 K yeah, total the, for 2024. Yeah, they're going into the season with only 300,000 in dead money. Yeah, it's it's not much. So they're yeah. they're in a pretty good spot with respect to dead money, um, uh, along with the cap. So oh, is that true there, Hodge Hater? Five years, ninety five yep. mil. The Astros. Wow. Yep. Overpaying for, uh, for a bullpen arm. Overpaying, man. Hey, for those of you that have young ones out there, get them going left handed. <laughs> get them going left handed. You make you make a lot doing doing that. Uh, John asked how Joey Porter Jr. is recovering. Mike Tomlin said yesterday. Joey Porter Jr. and Al Robinson, for that matter, are they're still in the concussion protocol. Um, yeah, so they'll have to get clear from that. Um, it's it's concussion protocol stuff. It's NFL stuff. It's stuff that um, not they're not going to disclose information on until like medicals are medicals are always tough because unless they're out for the season, it would, in which case those are deliberately revealed. Like it's speculation. It's it's determined on the injury and with concussions. Quite frankly, you just never know. Rick has um, a Rick has so. a really good point here about the offensive coordinator hire. He says you cannot hire a coordinator based on picket. That is the wrong place to put your risk. Um, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and I'll, I'll reiterate it again today. And I'll probably have to reiterate it a, a bunch because we're going to talk about this, and people catch the show at different times. Um, a good offensive coordinator can tailor his offense to whichever quarterback. Mm-hmm. A good offense, and like, and listen, like what what the Steelers will need to do since Kenny Pickett's going to be in the fold is they will have to find a quarterback that has a similar skill. They should, I should put it that way, have a similar skill set to Kenny Pickett. doesn't have to be the same exact type of quarterback, but somebody who can execute the plays in a similar manner that Kenny can, you know, for example, the way Tyler Huntley executes plays within the same system, system that Lamar Jackson plays in so that you don't have to drastically alter the playbook for whoever's the quarterback. Um, you know, it, it's like you don't want to have Peyton Manning as your starter and Lamar Jackson as your backup. Those are two very stark differences in terms of the way guys play quarterback. You want to have guys who have similar skill sets. Uh, but a, but an offensive coordinator coming in can look at Kenny Pickett, can look at the possibilities of another signing or acquisition like Mason Rudolph or somebody else, uh, else and be like, this is my plan, this is my vision for whether it's Kenny or free agent quarterback or traded for quarterback or whoever it is a good offensive coordinator can do that no matter what um good offensive players could take any quarterback i mean okay somebody asked about brock birdie earlier or not brock birdie but about the 49ers earlier i i, I the comments lost in the shuffle by this point somebody basically asked if kenny pickett was on the 49ers would he be a super bowl quarterback like if if kyle shanahan was able to take brock purdy and turn him into something why wouldn't he have been able to turn Kenny Pickett into something? Yeah. Like, like at the time, of course, they had just drafted, you know, they had just looked at Trey Lance and like they're building around Trey Lance. So the mm-hmm. Niners were never going to go after Kenny. But like, I, I think that if you get, if you get the right coach in there, you get the right coordinator in there, you get the right guy that's around quarterbacks available. Yeah. Then they can work some kind of magic on these quarterbacks. Like that's why, that's why Ben Johnson, for example, of the lions is so highly coveted right now as a head coaching candidate because he turned Jared Goff into a from a pumpkin into a, a legitimate one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC this year. Like yeah. when you have a coach that can literally do that, like the term quarterback guru gets thrown around like wildfire. It's stupid, in my yeah. opinion. Like there are legitimate guys 
that develop quarterbacks. Bobby Slowick could be another one now down mm-hmm. in Houston, and he could maybe one day turn himself into a head coach if he keeps developing C.J. Stroud properly. So the right coach can turn the, a quarterback into the right quarterback. I think that's very valid. And now it's Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and Art Rooney's job to go find the right coach that can turn either Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or an acquisition or a rookie into that quarterback that can put them in position to win in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as simple as, okay, well, Kenny Pickett could go and play in Kyle Shanahan's system and be successful. It Sometimes it's the perfect marriage. Yeah. Sometimes it's the perfect marriage. Brock, Pur- like Brock Purdy might, you know, only have success in Kyle Shanahan's system or, you know, I don't think it's just as simple as that because like at, at the end of the day, the coach has to coach the way he's going to coach and the quarterback's going to play the way he's going to play. And he's going to receive information the way he's going to receive information. Um, you know, and somebody brought it up saying something like, so like Mac Jones, like, you know, obviously did not become the next Tom Brady. Well, no, because he's not the same quarterback. He's not the same, you know, there's a number of reasons why that didn't happen. Um, Every quarterback is different. Every single different quarterback is different. And um, it's just not that simple. And that's why a good offensive coordinator should be able to work with a quarterback no matter what, you know, there might be varying levels of success for that coordinator based on who the quarterback is. For example, Kenny might get better under a new coordinator, but if does better equal what you need him to be for being a first round pick, yeah. you know, because he absolutely has a lot of room to get better, but just because he gets, if he gets better next season, it doesn't mean that he turns into the quarterback that you need. And that's why I think that, when the Steelers make this higher, they're not making this higher solely based on can he make Kenny Pickett better? Because he will this coordinator will get a three-year contract and they may get the answer on Kenny Pickett that they need this mm-hmm. upcoming season. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett's not your guy anymore. You still got two more years of this coordinator, and then you would have the wrong coordinator. So that's why I don't think that they're making this higher just so that he can th- that coordinator can make Kenny Pickett better. Correct. Mark says Kenny's 14 and 11 under Matt Canada. Pretty impressive, actually. You know, I can't tell if that's sarcasm or not, um, but I think it actually is impressive that he won as much as he did with that sophomore offense. That offense was not beneficial to anybody. And look, Kenny Pickett, yeah, his skill and his development has stuff to do with that, but there's no questioning. Like, we all, we all can agree Kenny Pickett's development on some level was hindered because Matt Canada was his offensive coordinator. I think that's the easiest statement to make and the easiest statement to verify and the easiest statement to validate. So, like, whatever they're going to do a quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin pretty much said, and we could close the show with this, Mike Tomlin said, Kenny Pickett's going to be in that, in that discussion, involved in that discussion. Mm-hmm. And whether the competition comes from Mason Rudolph or an outside guy is yet to be determined. And, oh, by the way, Mason still has to go through his free agency process because he will. And if another team says, hey, Mason, we really liked what you did there. Yeah. We're going to offer you this job starting whatever it is, money, whatever it is. Mason could take it. He's not guaranteed to stay here. Now, it's, it's I think, again, 55-45 he stays right now. That's the number I can put on it. So there's a long way to go with the quarterbacks. Yeah. There's a it's long way to go. Difficult to say. <clears throat> there's a long way to go in this offseason. You want to make division weekend picks? I was going to say, we can close with that for sure. We can definitely yeah. close with, with divisional picks. Uh, 
just just you know really quick because there was something that Joseph said I didn't get to it earlier. I want to get to it. It'll kind of be my final thought before we make picks. Um, mm-hmm. Joseph says go get a proven quarterback in free agency. The offense is built to win uh, now and get a center in, uh, draft in, in the first round. Um, personally, I think that the Steelers should try to get an established quarterback. And if that means that that's the end of the Kenny Pickett era, then that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not completely out on Kenny Pickett. Um, and even if I were, I don't think I'd tell you guys, because then again, then I'm pretty much telling you with any analysis that I do from here on out that you don't like Kenny Pickett. Um, so I, that's why I won't say that, but um, I do think that the, especially if it's, if it's the right guy to fit with the right, I keep using this example just because it's a good example to use since they played together before or worked together before. You know, if they hire Clint Kubiak, Kirk Cousins makes a really, really good fit there because he's played under Kubiak before and had success under Kubiak before. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, if the Steelers, you know, mentality is to try to win a Super Bowl, that might elevate the offense enough to then catch up with the defense. And so, I'm not saying that they should absolutely just completely give up on Kenny Pickett, but I am also personally very open to uh, to getting a, an established quarterback. And by the way, they got to pay him. Yep. You don't have to pay Kenny Pickett much because he's on a rookie contract. Yep. There's there's a there's a logistics perspective to this too. Now, obviously, players are going to cut. The salary cap's likely going to increase. It's going to benefit the Steelers in that way, and it might allow them to sign a Kirk Cousins. But they still have to pay the damn guy, and they have to re- restructure things based on the money they're paying the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that has to be kept in mind. Okay, let's do, let's do these division projections. Yep. Predictions. Um, I think the slate this weekend is absolutely fabulous. Um, I think that the AFC, obviously with the quarterbacks like we talked about, is loaded. And the first matchup on the slate this coming Saturday, four thirty, Texans at Ravens. Um, D'Amico Ryans, I think you you talked about it, Chris. You you voted D'Amico Ryans is one of the top guys as your coach of the year. If not, he was your coach of the year. He, yeah, I'd say and, that's what I voted CJ Stroud yeah. is the is the presumptive rookie of the year in the league. Mm-hmm. Going against Lamar Jackson should be the MVP in my eyes. I love this matchup. I love the idea of D'Amico Ryans scheming for Lamar Jackson. I love the idea of Lamar Jackson off of two weeks of rest mm-hmm. going against that defense. I think the Ravens win, but I think the Texans give them a hell of a fight. I think it's a one touchdown ish game somewhere in that ballpark, but I think it's the Ravens that win that. Yeah. Um, I do think the Ravens end up winning, but, uh, I'm, it's a nine and a half point spread right now, man. That, that, that's, I think the Texans can cover that. I do think the Texans can and will cover that. Uh, we were, we were confident the Steelers would cover against the, against the bills and that didn't happen. But, uh, um, Texans are a very, very good football team. Uh, D'Amico Ryans has done a phenomenal job. Um, they deserve a lot of credit. C.J. Stroud has turned it. And, and again, are the Texans are where they are without C.J. Stroud being what he's been this year. And again, no, quarterback play elevates everything. Um, I do think uh, Baltimore ends up winning this. But yeah, I, 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 I'm very, very impressed with Houston this year. They're they're going to be, depending on what they do in the offseason, they could be very, very scary going into the next season. Yeah, and of course, no Tank Dell. Like, if Tank Dell was healthy, you could sit here and say really Dude. good things about Houston. Um, yeah. The last game in the AFC, Sunday, uh, 6.30 p.m., Chiefs at Bills, <laughs> Mahomes versus Allen. Taylor Swift rolling into Orchard Park, New York, sitting in some corner suite. 
and you'll see the shots on CBS. It's gonna be so glorious. It's gonna oh, be. Oh, so they shoot great. it again, Jim. It's they did be it again. So great, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Taylor Swift. Give me the Bills. It's gonna get a lot of people, a lot of people pissed off. There might be a lot, not a lot of people that watch that game just because they don't want to hear Tony Romo going goo goo gaga over Taylor <laughs> Swift every. I'm sorry. I don't mind, the, 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 I don't mind it. I hate it. I just can't stand it. Who cares? Um, Letting I, I it bother you too much. I want to watch football. I don't want to watch a, okay. you know, a very popular singer that I don't personally listen to. No, I don't want to see that every, at, between every Great point. comment, Lori. Lori says nobody complained about Eminem. She is absolutely right. They I, showed Eminem on that Lions game more than you probably wanted to see Eminem. It's true. But – it's Nobody true. complained about him. I have no issue whatsoever with the Taylor Swift stuff. And by the way, I look do. at the numbers. Look <laughs> at the numbers. Look at the numbers. It's great for the league. The league loves it. And they're going to keep doing it. Like the NFL needed help. The NFL did not need any help. They always are looking for the help. That's the thing about the NFL, whether they need no, it or not. No, I know. It's just it's just something that's going to make it. Like, again, it, it's 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 just, what's the, what's the phrase for it? It's, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. It's Hodge, just... Hodge, this is where you're wrong. Hodge says the NFL is not a soap opera. No, I don't know about your vehemently disagree. <laughs> it is the world's greatest soap opera. Actually, it is the world's greatest soap opera. That's why it is an enter. It is an entertainment business. Speaking That's of what to- the NFL's in the business. Of. Hey, speaking of Tony Romo, man, I I also was not a fan of every single time whoever he was dating. One particular year, I know one year, one time it was Jessica Simpson, another time it was Carrie Underwood. I also didn't like the fact that they were showing them in between every single play. It's just like, like I get it. Like I'm yeah. trying to also, I'm trying to also think about it for. Okay, what if I were a player, and my and I knew my family was constantly being shown on the camera, <laughs> you know, in like, like I'll take it a step further. What if in the middle of it, like one of my kids is throwing a gigantic fit, and my wife is having to like smack a kid because they're not, they're not behaving right. And that's shown on camera. Then my family's just, you know, come on, man. Like, like I, I think it's intrusive. I just, I would rather just, I'm, I'm there to watch the football game. I'm not there to watch a singer. I will say though, the memes were funny. The memes you can't are funny, have it funny. both ways. Listen, listen, the memes you, are funny. You, you have a new audience tuning into the NFL because of Taylor Swift that they're going to capitalize on that. Anyway, the bills win. I yes, love Josh I Allen th- in this. I, I yeah. love the way the bills are playing. I love, uh, for, from a Bills perspective, I love what they did against the Steelers. Yeah, I, I love Josh Allen in this game. It's an Orchard Park. That is huge. That is massive. I don't think people realize how big of a deal it is that that game is in Buffalo. That is a big deal. I think it's going to be the Bills by a touchdown and like ten points. I think it's a te- I think it's a double digit score game. Seven of dating a Lions player. No, he's not. But you know what he is. He's the, probably the most legendary figure, one of, if not the highest, to come out of Detroit. That was freaking funny. <laughs> he, he opened a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti a few years ago. This I is know, I was still working awesome. in Toledo. I was still working in Toledo back then, and he opened up a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti. And Detroit oh, is only man. like an hour away from Toledo, driving up there. And no. I thought about doing it just to say that I ate Mom's Spaghetti. And then the restaurant closed like really quickly because it just got people sick because – of course it was going to do that. You know, a drive through spaghetti shop owned by Eminem was always going to do that. I don't want to recreate the lyrics from that song. Cause that means you'd have to vomit it up. I don't yeah. want that. Then, then in that case, <laughs> proper advertising <laughs> and lose yourself. Uh, I'm assuming you have the bills winning as well. Yeah. The bills, bills all the way. Uh, chiefs are very, or they're, they're too volatile for me. Uh, bills are playing phenomenal football right now. Josh Allen. If he looks anything like he did against the Steelers, 
Uh, this could even turn into a bit of a lopsided game, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It, even though the Chiefs' defense is very, very underrated, uh, but still, I, I, I think, uh, I think Bills win. Packers forty Niners eight fifteen Saturday. I'm not thinking twice. I'm picking the Niners. Yeah, I uh, really, really like what the Packers have done. Uh, Jordan Love is turned into a phenomenal quarterback down the stretch much to my don't, surprise don't know if uh how sustainable that is but regardless he's playing very very well right now i uh, don't know if i he deserved the highest grade by pff during the wild card weekend um but nonetheless has played very very well down the stretch but 49ers are just too much in my opinion yeah 49ers mm-hmm. win Bucks, may even cover. May even cover. Bucks Lions Sunday at three. I love this matchup. I love it. I love what the Buccaneers have done over recent weeks. I love that they took Philadelphia to the woodshed. And by the way, shame on Philadelphia. Ten and one start and then fall off like this. My goodness. Yeah, we're gonna talk goodness. about a collapse. Yeah, my goodness. Um, this is I think gonna be close. I like the way the, the Buccaneers are playing right now. Um, Pitt kid Kalaja Kansi making a difference up front for Tampa Bay. Uh, they have a really good secondary, I think. Baker Mayfield's playing good football. I think the Lions win, but I think it's close. I think the Lions have just too much on offense um, at the end of the day. I yeah. think Gibbs and Montgomery could have good games. I think if they're able to seize that pass rush that Tampa Bay brings, I think they'll be able to get some good ground game going. I like the Lions, but I think it's a. I think it's within a touchdown. I think it's a close game. Yeah, I, I like the Lions too. Um, you know, I, I know we're we're all going for the favorites and all going for the home team, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just the Lions are just a very very good team. Uh, they've still got some some question marks on defense, but they have enough. Um, they play well enough that where they should be able to uh, to stay ahead of the Buccaneers. Um, I do like the Lions. Since we're ball picking, uh, picking the favorites to win, who's your most likely upset? Mm. My most, my most likely upset, I think, actually is Texans over Ravens. I was going to go the same thing. I think Texans over Ravens. I think, like I said earlier, if D'Amico Ryan's finds a way to scheme up Lamar Jackson and limit his running capability, and like, did you see the clip from NFL Films? With um with the Texans and the Browns last week, D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryan's basically telling his DB, "Hey, Fla- if Flacco goes here, the ball's mm-hmm. going there. Be there." Mm-hmm. And that player was there, yep. and that return <laughs> that resulted in an interception. Like that's the the genius of D'Amico Ryan's for me. I think yeah. if there's an upset this weekend, I think it's because D'Amico Ryan's outcoaches John Harbaugh. To be honest I, with you, I think I think I think I'm going with the same thing too. I think it's most likely, but a couple of people have just brought it up, and I was going to say the same thing. I would all just to give somebody give another pick. I would say maybe even Green Bay over San Fran. To be to be completely honest, I really really like the way Green Bay's playing. They, I mean, they took Dallas to the woodshed and beat yep. the living crap out of them. I mean, Dallas is not a bad football team. They're they're not. Oh, they're um, amazing at home this year too. Uh, yeah, they were undefeated at home. It's just like they 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 just embarrassed them. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love is playing phenomenally right now. Like they are just playing really really good football right now, and. You know, maybe the week off hurts the Niners a little bit. I don't know, but but I, I don't know that that one. It would not surprise me if the Packers ended up winning. My number two would have been Bucks over Lions. Um, this seems like a game Dan Campbell could choke away, and that Todd Bowles could out coach him in and can out scheme yeah. him in and and out game plan him. 
I think this could be a game that Todd Bowles does that. And, and quite frankly, a game that Baker Mayfield plays better in than Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, so if I'm not picking, if I'm not picking that Houston upset, if I'm picking an upset, I would pick Tampa Bay um, over the Lions. All right. Good show today. Long show today, but divisional yeah. weekend. We're excited for it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun watching these games this weekend. We'll be back Monday, of course, 3 Eastern here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. DK and Ramon coming up in less than 20 minutes where you found this. Reminder, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify 24-7 for playback. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. Chris is adjusting the camera. Where's he going? Oh, my goodness. Say hi. Oh, you got to get to video if you're not here right now. And go to about the 42-minute mark. That is a good doggo on the camera right there. Yeah. What a shot. That's yeah. that's perfect. If I could find that for the thumbnail later, I'll go ahead and change that up just to get – you can do the show with your dog on camera the whole he, time. He woke he woke up from uh, – now my camera won't, won't stay, but he woke up from his nap and just looked right over at me. He's like, you have to go get the kids from school now, don't you? Yeah, he's like, get out now, Dad. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll let Chris get out of here. We'll get out of here. <laughs> DK and Ramon coming up in about less than 20 minutes now. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the fun. Be safe out there if the weather's snowy where you're at. Peace out, everybody. Have a good day.